Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As we look upon the scene in the upper room where Jesus and his disciples observe the Passover, several amazing things occur. Jesus talks of his death. He reveals that one of his disciples would betray him, and his disciples argue over which one of them will be greatest in the Lord's kingdom. Today on Drawing Near, the Lord Jesus addresses the issue of greatness. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 22 as we study Serve Like Jesus. And as we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. And our Heavenly Father, as we come before you today, we do so recognizing that we are flesh and blood, and that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. One day Jesus Christ will return. We will take on new bodies. We will be changed. We can't know exactly what that will be like, but we know that this mortal body will put on immortality, and this corrupted body will put on incorruption, and we will be like Jesus forever, eternally in heaven with Jesus and like Jesus. Father, help us to strive today to live holy lives separated unto you, separated from the world, coming apart from the world, and being devoted to you in our study, in our prayer, in our words, in our thoughts, in all that we do. Father, guide us and prepare us today as we study your word for what lies ahead. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our reading today in Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 24. Now there was also a dispute among them as to which of them should be considered the greatest. And Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as one who serves. As we look upon this scene, it seems to me that these disciples should have figured out a long time ago that in Jesus' kingdom there are to be servants that Jesus himself had come to serve. He had said these types of things over and over and over again during his ministry. And yet the disciples seemed to have missed it. They were locked in on a literal, physical kingdom in which Jesus on this earth, before he dies, would rule and reign as a king, and they would take up important positions in his kingdom along his side. Jesus had told them over and over again that this was not the case, and they missed it. Why is it that they missed such a clear message, or at least clear to us? Before we judge these disciples too harshly, we need to all recognize that when we listen to someone, when we hear preaching or teaching or read the Bible, when someone is trying to share truth with us, we filter that truth based on our own background, our own biases, our own understanding. Oftentimes, we hear what is being said the way we want to hear it. We don't hear it the way it's meant. We don't hear it as truth. We hear it the way we want to hear it. We do that based on our race. 
based on our education, our upbringing, the way our parents conveyed certain values and things to us. There are many things that go into influencing how we hear. And the disciples, for all of their lives, they had a specific understanding as to what the Messiah was coming to do, and they couldn't shake it. And Jesus, for three years, had tried to get them to shake it. I believe the fact that Judas is getting ready to betray Jesus is a part of all of that. Judas had become disillusioned. He didn't get it. What he thought he had signed up for was very different than what he was experiencing. Maybe Judas wanted the power and the wealth and the treasury. He was locked into the idea that so many of the other Jews were locked into, that wealth and power was a sign of God's favor, and that it was the Jewish right to attain to that almost through any means necessary. So in verse 24, we are told, now there was a dispute among them. Along with everything else that was going on, there was also a dispute. And their argument was concerning which one of them should be considered the greatest. I have a hard time understanding how people could argue that I am greater than you. And yet that's what these grown men, these followers of Jesus Christ, were doing. Now, maybe we don't argue out loud about that, but there is something within us, in our pride, that so many times tells us that we deserve better than someone else, or we deserve more than someone else. And if we're really honest with ourselves, that's a constant struggle for most of us. Jesus hears this, and he says, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those who exercise authority over them are also called benefactors. He compares the Gentile kingdoms with what these disciples are doing. They exercise authority. They sit on thrones. They force others to serve them, and they exercise authority. In verse 26, he says, But not so among you. You're not going to be like the kings of the Gentiles or the kings of the nations. On the contrary, he says, He who is greatest among you Let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. He says, flip it. Whoever is great among you, be like the younger child that everyone else is boss over. Whichever one chooses to govern among you, let him behave as a servant. Now, that's hard to comprehend. It is hard to lower ourselves in the eyes of other individuals. It's hard to lower ourselves in our own eyes. It is okay for us to serve from time to time if we choose to. But that's not service at all. Serving is doing what you're required to do, whether you want to or not. Jesus is not saying, sometimes you need to serve and sometimes you need to be served. He's not saying that at all. He's saying, take on the mindset, take on the posture of a servant. And when you take on the mindset and the posture of a servant, you serve all the time because that's your identity. We oftentimes take these words and we say, well, I'll serve if I want to. I'll serve if it's convenient. I'll serve if it fits into my schedule or my finances or my idea of what service is. That's not what Jesus is saying. He goes on and says, verse 27, for who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as one who serves. We know from another gospel that Jesus 
disrobes, takes up a bowl, takes up a towel, and washes the disciples' feet. A very, very lowly act of service. He didn't do it because he wanted to. He did it as an example, but he did it because the feet needed to be washed, and there was no one who was washing feet. They would rather go with unwashed feet at the meal than wash each other's feet. And Jesus takes up the towel and the basin, and he washes their feet. What is your identity? What's my identity? Jesus says that he did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. We are told in Philippians chapter 2 that Jesus humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He took upon himself the likeness of a man. He left equality with God in the background, and he became a little lower than the angels. Why? To serve. He came to seek and save that which is lost. That's not what a king does. That's what a servant does. A king tells the servant to do this. Are we servants? Or do we just serve periodically? Are we like Jesus? Or sometimes we're like Jesus, and sometimes we're like the kings of the world? This is a lot to consider. We need to pause and ponder these things. We need to get real with ourselves and examine our hearts to see what kind of sin is in us. Jesus says we are not to be like the world, but rather we're to be like him. Father in heaven, help us to understand this first. Help us to do the work, to give diligent effort to searching our hearts under the leadership of your Holy Spirit, to examining these words to see what they really mean and how we are to apply them. And then, Father, help us, according to your will, to take upon the identity the realistic identity of being a servant. Father, you have called us to this, and we'll see in our next study what's going to happen in eternity. But while we are here, we are to serve in the same manner that Jesus did. Help us to see, understand, and do. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.